Welcome to Launch Your Wealth. Jonah Lemons here, your podcast host, real estate entrepreneur, and a mom of six talented kids. I am so excited to finally feature the Real Estate Launch series here today. And thank you so much for tuning in. I am on a mission to launch 100 self-made entrepreneurs because I have been there 10 years plus in the making. I really believe that this is a time to get better educated, better connected, and better prepared so you too can launch your wealth. This special guest is the founder of Real Estate Connections on LinkedIn, a real estate investor, and a cost segregation expert. His name is Yona Wise, and we are here to share this open conversation on business, entrepreneurship, real estate, and some insight on cost segregation because this is part of real estate investing strategies. I look forward to learning from him because he is genuinely a connector, a giver, and he has so much value to share with each and every one of you on the Wise Advice Podcast and Real Estate Connections Virtual Meetup. I hope you can truly learn a thing or two on this episode. As you pivot and shift. So I've decided to launch that because I feel that in business, a lot of people are wondering, how do I now, you know, shift from being a brick and mortar and go on to, you know, being this digital and Fortunately, we had this opportunity in 2008, just after the market downfall. So we pivoted and shifted that time. I've been involved in real estate since 2003. So I've been there, seen a lot of, you know, um, let's just say issues. I've had my wins, I've had my losses. So I think this is a great opportunity to begin because Yona Wise is actually in the cost segregation expertise. So this is definitely a well-deserving opportunity for all of us who are just getting into whether it's multifamily investing or anything of 1 million and up asset portfolio that maybe you are thinking of getting into because now you have to pivot and shift financially with you know the money that you're playing with in this securities and of course the wall street and all of those things and we can get into that in another topic because that is what i have been looking into for the past three months uh, as we've been on this lockdown so we are officially in june so um i just want to welcome you and i know that a lot of people that are probably going do i need to talk to a cpa to a tax accountant slash that specializes in real estate. So, you know, share with us how you got into this and what type of case studies that perhaps, you know, that would be relevant to someone that's just new in understanding about cost segregation in real estate investing, whether it's passively or they are, you know, going into the multifamily syndication uh, scenario. So I want to welcome you, Yona. So thank you so much for being a part of this officially. Yeah, this is great. Thank you, Jonah. This is, it's a pleasure to be on with you and, and share some, some knowledge over here. There's some great questions. And I think you touched on some really important points, especially in our time that, you know, we got to pivot, we got to find different things. And I think one of the things that, that you're doing right now and something similar that, that I decided to start up with this virtual meetup or real estate meetup of kind of like minds coming together from everywhere, from anywhere to just kind of discuss different topics and network. You know, we can't necessarily do that in person right now. And you got to start thinking like that, like, hey, what can I do that I've never done before and get out of your comfort zone, which absolutely you know, that's, that's going to be how you grow. Um, you know, just, just a little bit learning. about 
the learning itself. You know, Absolutely. we can't it's, know everything on our on our own. I know I I don't. <laughs> so. Well, that's part of the that's part of the beauty of having a network and having people that you can connect with and people that know a lot more than you on whatever subject. And you, you know, by literally the click of a button, you can be in touch with some of, you know, the greatest or expert experts in the world. And, you know, there's so much free information out there, you know, with podcasts and, and with all these things that are, that are going on, you can get your education, you know, from, from that. You don't even have to necessarily go to college uh, or anything nowadays because there's so much free information out there. You just have the willpower and you have the, the drive to learn and make it happen, you can accomplish tremendous things. So um, a little bit, just kind of touch on a background about what is this thing, cost segregation, and you talk about real estate. And one of the main benefits of investing in real estate are the tax benefits that come along with it, okay? The income tax benefits. And this should not be overlooked because there is no other asset class out there except perhaps maybe oil and gas, which is having its own problems right now. So we're not even going to get there and totally <laughs> crashed. And, you know, there's an over flooding of the market right. in that space, but from in the entire United States, there's no other type of investment vehicle that gives you more tax benefits than real estate. And there is no coincidence. Obviously it's not a coincidence that all of the most wealthy families right. in America have grown their wealth through real estate um, or have grown wealth some other else and put it into real estate to continue that growth. So this should not be a surprise to you when you hear things that like there's certain things called cost segregation, which can create for you huge, incredible tax deductions that potentially you'd be paying zero income tax uh, on any income from your properties if, if done correctly. And, and this is really what, what it's all about. I will preface, however, I'm not a CPA, okay? I only play one on TV, uh, but this is, I work with them. Our firm is one of the largest national firm that, that does this. We're a, you know, a tax advisory specializing in cost segregation in the real estate business. But what you need to know is that you need to have an accountant that is, if you are investing in real estate, you should have an accountant that is specializing in real estate because if not, you're gonna be missing out probably one of the greatest benefits of investing in real estate. And that's a whole new topic too, because a lot of times when I, you know, when I speak to someone that's running a brick and mortar business, but they do want to do real estate, for example, or they're playing in the stock market. They're like, well, how do you find a really good real estate tax accountant? That's a challenge too. So that's a whole new topic. But I would say, what would be your maybe first top two questions that you would ask someone potentially? that could do your taxes for you in the real estate scenario? What would be so, that? <laughs> what would you ask that person? Do you know I mean, real estate? Yeah. Yes. No, I would ask them, you know, how many of your current clients um, own real estate, um, commercial real estate uh, investment properties or invest passively in syndications? Those kind of questions where you're going to know right away, do they have that experience? Um, how many clients, you know, they already service in that, in that realm. That'll kind of, you know, give you a feel if, if they know what they're talking about or not. Um, then, you know, I'd ask them like, yeah. just if they know about cost segregation, about right. 1031 exchanges, most accountants will kind of like gloss over it and be like, yes, of course, you know, like, right. of course I do. 
you want to make sure that they, they really understand it because if they don't, then you're potentially going to be missing out on a lot. Right. And that's really one of the things that I think about, you know, you touched on something um, really powerful, which is there's so much information you can pretty much teach yourself online using yeah. free resource. So I like that because as an entrepreneur and entrepreneurial minds, they have to be resourceful in getting information. However, what I am noticing, this is just my opinion, is that we are getting this overload of information. So it's getting lost in the trail. And somehow, you know, I disagree that yes, there's information, but I think we need wisdom. We also need wisdom. And so having something like this with you, for example, is part of that wisdom. You may not be a CPA, but what we can actually learn from this is your perspective because you've seen enough of these case studies and you work in that environment. So, you know, I just want to share that with everyone wondering, how do I get into real estate? You know, what are the things that the checklist, so to speak, but it's not going to Google or YouTube and suddenly they're like, I need all of this information. And then they're forgetting about the wisdom. So yes. it is important to speak to certain professionals, such as having your own real estate account, because it does get complex and leaving a lot of money on the table per se is one of those things, you know, like if you're not getting the right questions in and from my own experience, some of the accountants, they wait for you to tell them what your plan is, yeah. what your vision is. And so you also have to be educated enough on your questions. That's so right. what I would ask you right now is professional tax accounts, you know, they, they can offer that service. So what would be, um, you know, someone that's just going through that? I know sometimes, like what we just said, CPAs may not be like specifically on cost segregation. So would you recommend that it really is a tax strategy play more than just looking at it as I'm filing, you know, my taxes and I don't want to get audited? Of like, what's your take on that? Yeah. Uh, without getting into the, all the details of what cost segregation is, but you can definitely Google that. And, you know, I've been interviewed on <laughs> yeah. probably about a, a hundred different yes, podcasts yeah. on that topic. Uh, but you, you want to make sure that, um, yeah. And like you said, a lot of accountants are not proactive and you have to kind of be educated. And I'll even touch on, on that a little bit before I answer sure. your second question is that going on the internet, I don't mean to say, you know, unfortunately there's plenty of people out there who are not that honest and have big YouTube followings yeah. and all that kind of stuff and don't really have the experience, you know, someone who's, who's just a media personality and then decides to start investing in real estate and, you know, he's very charismatic. doesn't mean that they have that experience and I wouldn't invest a, a nickel with someone like that, but like a place like bigger pockets, for example, which is, you know, the biggest website uh, forum for real estate in the world has, you know, millions of, of users and some of, you know, people that I know personally, probably dozens, if not, you know, over a hundred of people who have been in the real estate business, like really doing real deals um, for, for over a decade or two. And they're on there sharing their advice and their experience for free in the right. forums. So you can really find real people through that forum. I, I highly recommend that if you've never heard of that biggerpockets.com, like I said. Um, and, you know, going back to your other question about, about cost segregation, it is a tax strategy. It's not something that accountants can do. Mm -hmm. um, there are certain accounting firms, the large ones, the big four, who are usually, you know, serving corporations and, and large, you know, multi, multi-million dollar uh, businesses 
who do conservation in-house because they employ engineers. And that's the main component of the conservation study is the engineering where we're breaking down the building into little pieces um, from a tax standpoint and accelerating the depreciation. So we're essentially just able to front load and take huge depreciation deductions earlier on. Otherwise, regular accountants can't do it. So they may not even be proactive enough to even tell you about it. And unfortunately, there are those CPAs who are experts in real estate and focus solely on real estate are few and far between. Yeah, um, I will give a little plug because we had a, a meetup last night with Brandon Hall CPA who, who runs a company called The Real Estate CPA. He's the CEO and he has uh, you know, a dozen accountants on his team and they focus only on real estate. So there is um, what to be said about the difficulty of finding someone who is focused on that Right. But nevertheless, you don't give up, you know, obviously yeah. keep your and educate yourself, be educated enough to ask the right questions, just like you said, Jonah. So um, with that being said, can you repeat that? Like what the, your special guest last night, just do the little plug. So in case they want to, you know, search uh, for the company. Sure. Yeah. Uh, Brandon Hall CPA. He has a podcast called the real estate CPA podcast. And uh, his firm is called the real estate CPA. So I'd missed the event. So I, I figure that that's great to know. Um, and one of the things he spoke about last night, which is really, really important, probably one of the most um, important topics when discussing real estate and taxes is something called the real estate professional status. Mm. And this is a special status that you can claim if you spend enough time in the real estate trader business. Oh, so if you own properties and you invest in property in real estate, and you actually materially are participating in those, um, in those properties for a certain number of hours. Let's, and that's your full, basically your full-time job, or you don't have a, another full-time job. If you're a broker or if you're, you know, doing something like that, managing property, you can actually get this, this incredible status, which allows you to literally take tax deductions that no one else in the world can take. And, and literally people who have that status are, you don't have the options to pay almost zero tax. So that's one of the, the most incredible things about real estate. As I mentioned, there's no other investment vehicle that you can have returns on your investment and those returns can be virtually I so agree. <laughs> I so agree. I think we haven't paid uh, secret taxes lately. <laughs> so I, I, I totally understand. I like the fact that you talked about the engineering side. That actually really piqued my interest even last week the way you look at, it's not just necessarily a, a tax accountant. So can you maybe take us quickly through that, like how you would do a cost segregation on an actual property, whether absolutely. it's syndication or multifamily property itself, so. Yeah, absolutely. And, and any type of commercial property, the only type of property that, that cost segregation will right. not apply to is a, your personal residence. Right. So any type of property that you own, if it's a business property, or an investment property. And I'll, I'll just take a step back because business property, a lot of people don't think about it. You may have a brick and mortar store and you consider yourself a business owner. You don't consider yourself a real estate investor right. because you're not, but you happen to own the building that you operate out of. Yes. You, as well as any type of real estate investor has a deduction called depreciation. And that's a deduction the IRS gives you from your income tax um, that you could write off as a tax write-off the entire value of your building, of your mm -hmm. property. Uh, but you can only do it over a certain number of years. So you have to spread that out over a 27 and a half year period 
for residential properties or a 39 year period for commercial properties. So essentially what you're doing is you're taking every single year a large tax write-off. Um, basically about two to 3% right. tax for, of the cost of the building. However, what we do is, is a very kind of unique service, at, not unique in the fact that no one else does it, but unique in the fact that there's, there's nothing like this in the tax code that allows you to um, allocate the building and break down the building into different components and say that the structural components depreciate, or I can take that as a write-off over that 27 year period, but things in the building like personal property, which include furniture or appliances or carpeting and wall coverings, all kinds of things that are not part of the structure, all of that, I can have an engineer come and identify what the value of all those individual assets are and then take those at a tax write-off in the first year or over, or over a five-year period, whatever I choose. So that's really the, the method of how it works and how you can, how you can get those tax benefits um, upfront by doing a cost segregation study. That's kind of crazy in a way that, you know, as you're saying this, like my mind is going because you're thinking, okay, you have, you have all of these benefits as a real estate mm -hmm. investor, but there's also the business side. And that's yeah. what usually fascinates me because a lot of people, you know, they, not a, not a lot, meaning most of the people that I know, they think a little too small. So they never see the benefits of having a business and having real estate or getting involved in real estate. You know, just not just the tax benefits, but the fact that you can actually build um, an empire, I would say, you know, an empire. Because the lifestyle itself, yes, it's demanding, you know, mm -hmm. you're running a business, but how powerful is that? You know, to be able to have a business and then have your real estate and now you have all of these tax benefits. What's your take on, you know, the whole entrepreneurial? Cause I mean, back then, ten, I mean, 10 years ago, I started a podcast. It wasn't even called a podcast. So I laugh <laughs> to this day. So 10 years ago, I would never have thought, you know, you have all of these strategies available. I think it was like 2008, 2009, you know, we went into the tech software. So we pivoted and shifted and went that direction and we, we're still running that business. So as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, and now going into real estate, I realized that time I'm like, there's power behind this. And a yeah, lot yeah. of people, they're scared, right? They're like, well, you know what? I have, I have money, but I'm so scared to, you know, to buy this first building and I, I don't know what to do. And, you know, what would we then recommend someone that's trying to put their checklist together? Like what, what, what would be your wisdom? I mean, outside that information, what would you want them to kind of be intrigued to really look into? Because I think the wisdom is so key to actually mm -hmm. encourage an entrepreneur and a business owner, because really they have experience already. It's a matter of just putting their feet in that door. So yeah, what would absolutely. your take on that? Like, you know, what, what do you want them to be intrigued about? Because I mean, for me, I can share, you know, how I intrigue my current clients. I say, well, have you thought about this? As far as running your business, it's an econ business, but where are you putting all your profits? Are you mm -hmm. reinvesting it back? But right. where is it being reinvested? You might want to think about real estate, whether you're just starting small. That's right. So and I, yeah, I would say the first step for everyone would be to read a book called Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Yes. And, <laughs> yes, absolutely. And for, for those of us who have read it, it's like, Duh. Yeah. Yes. No brainer. Like, oh yes, goodness. of course you have to read that book because one of the things that he spells out there very clearly that is like 
basically a paradigm shift for, for most people who read that book that he explains the difference between trading your time for money, uh, which is what most people do as, as working versus having buying assets that make money for you uh, while you sleep. Or basically. while you're while, doing other things. While you're doing other things, <laughs> yeah. exactly. And, and the, you know, once you kind of understand that and understand that real estate is the best vehicle and, and other businesses as well can do yes. that, you know, if they have a value in them and that value is creating, creating the, that income. But, but real estate is definitely one of the most popular and one of the most, uh, I would say, not, not popular, but one of the most strategic investment vehicles because of not so many different aspects of it that help to grow that wealth. The fact that it's, you know, by definition, almost always appreciating, you know, going up in value. Um, there is, you know, an amortization aspect of it where even if you have a loan and you, you know, there's no, you can't buy stocks. You can't say, I'm going to buy a thousand dollars worth of Apple stock today. And I'm only going to pay, you know, $200 for it. You can't do that. But for the commercial property, you can buy a million dollar building and only pay $200,000 for it by getting a loan and leverage from the bank. And that leverage, you know, can be paid off that the rent, rental income from the property actually covers that mortgage. So you're not even paying out of pocket uh, to cover this. So there's a lot of strategies and of course the tax benefits that come along with it. Um, I, you like know, I, I really appreciate you saying, you know, reading Robert Kiyosaki's Rich Dad, Poor Dad, because I'm sure a lot of people see him you know, like as a public figure, he does this financial education. I wanted to touch on that because that's actually the path that I've taken on since 2000. Yeah. So when we hit that whole market crash, there were, I, we weren't scared to have to shift and pivot. Um, but what I appreciate about him is for those that are, you know, looking at, well, I've read the book and yes, I get it. Quadrant. Yes. Be a, you know, be I and all of that, you know, be an investor, be, we get it. But what I would say is, He's all, what I appreciate about that is he's all about understanding how the system works. He doesn't like shadow banking. That's really the issue that we are even facing now. It's boiling up to that point. So a lot of people that are not thinking about business that way, I think it's mm -hmm. time for them to think because whether you're an employee, whether you have a career and you're fine, you're living a, you know, a comfortable life, that's great. But there's more to that if you can actually create some type of freedom and not work until you're 65 years old. So I think with real estate, it can do that. It's a vehicle yeah. to cut down maybe that extra 10 years that you thought you're going to be working until you're 60. So the whole thing about the system is we are facing that. This whole yeah. financial, I don't even know what the right word to use. I had a glimpse to look at the market and it's scary. Retirement plans are about to, I don't know what's going to happen. You know, people will have to definitely diversify at some point. And yes, they work with their advisors. They work with, this is what I am even seeing now with people I know. And thank God I didn't play in that market. I've stuck with real estate. I've stuck with being a business owner. Because like I said, we haven't paid taxes more than 10 years now. Not in that sense. So we've reinvested everything we get back from the IRS. So I'm actually telling all of these new entrepreneurs, there's power behind that. You know, you can continue your brick and mortar business. You can continue your whatever else you're doing, but start looking at real estate because real estate has more of that 
as far as fuel. So like you said, you know, someone else is paying the mortgage, right? You have all of these renters paying, working for you in that regard. Mm -hmm. And it's not even you, it's the actual asset, the property. Right. So, you know, for, as far as like tax strategies, um, what I kind of want to, you know, um, I'm, I'm just looking at my, my questions and how to, you know, say this in simple terms, because, you know, somebody might be like, what is this cost segregation? So like, let's take them through as we, you know, kind of go into this. Um, what do you think they can expect as far as the quality of the cost segregation? Like maybe, I don't know, give like a pointer or two about it, like the quality of that. I mean, you did touch on, you know, how you would look at that and talk to a tax mm -hmm. you know, expert, but what, what can they expect if they were to dive into that topic and they start talking about it with someone, whether it's yeah. you or someone else? <laughs> yeah, definitely. The, you know, there are a few things you're always going to want to look at. Obviously, concentration is only beneficial number one, if you own a property. Okay. So the first thing you do is you kind of look at buying commercial real estate. Um, the second thing you need to know is that, like I mentioned before, this real estate professional status, the conservation is going to create these huge de tax deductions. But if you're not a real estate professional, you're not even going to be able to benefit from a lot of them because you're just going to be creating passive losses, which, you know, are great, but they don't do anything for you uh, necessarily immediately the real estate professional status will actually take it to the next level where you're spending your time in the real estate trader business at, and you're able, you or your spouse, and then you're able to take those hours, the, that those tax deductions and apply them to all of your active income as well, um, or non-passive income. So that's the second thing. The third thing is once you do look into a concentration, obviously reach out to a firm like, like ours, Madison Specs. Uh, there are a number of large firms that specialize in this, and you want to make sure that you're covering a few basic points with all of them. That number one, they employ engineers. Okay. So they're actually doing it the correct way, according to, to the IRS, according to the tax code. The, the second thing you want to make sure is that they have experience in doing it. They're not just like a fly by night company or some, you know, accountant who says, yeah, sure I can do it, but they've actually, you know, been around the block and they have a lot of experience. Third thing is you want to make sure that you're, you're protected in the event of an audit. Okay, because the last thing you want to do is take these huge, massive deductions and realize that the person who, who claimed the way that they could do that didn't do it in the proper method. And right. there's a whole methodology the IRS requires as a whole guidebook of how to do this. If you don't employ the right measures, um, it will fail an audit. And not only will you have, you know, penalties and fines and interest on, you know, everything that you took until that point, but that basically means that you're going to get audited in the future as well. Once you get audited once, it's a pretty good chance you'll be audited um, in the oh, future as well. Mm. Yeah. So, you know, you obviously don't want to, I mean, if you don't pass, if you pass, they may not, uh, you know, look at you again unless <laughs> something, you know, there's a red flag. How, do, how does someone protect them from a potential audit? Like what would be the, you know, a red flag? per se. I'm, I mean, there, there's no real way to protect yourself from an audit as long. I mean, obviously, if you, unless you have like crazy red flags, like right. if, if like one year you're claiming, uh, you know, you have like a hundred thousand dollars of, of adjusted gross income. And the next year you have a million dollars of adjusted gross income and you're claiming a million dollars of deductions, you know, it, it might, right. might throw a red flag, but if you can show that it's just depreciation and you own properties, 
then there, that's not a that's not a red flag in of itself. But like you know, there's someone in in Texas. I read that a friend of mine pointed out to me that uh, all these uh, PPP loans yeah. that were giving out there's some guy who who literally uh, defrauded the government and claimed they had 400 employees uh, so he could get those those checks for all of his employees yeah, right. and he had and he actually didn't have any employees so i mean he was caught but you know something like that obviously you don't want to do anything so more of a illegal red flag right more yeah. of an illegal red flag but Doing the illegal activities are red right flags. so you're more yeah you're more ref <laughs> yeah we don't want to be criminals here so we don't recommend that this is a disclaimer we're not telling you to you know do you know magical things with this tax you know strategy planning because it is a responsibility when you know so much from the inside and then being that as an investor so just like me i know yeah. so much working on the private funding side mm -hmm. so that's why it's a natural conversation for me to say well if you have x amount of money you can acquire one property of, you know like you start kind of talking in this lingo but people that are just sort of one way thinking they get caught off guard. They're like, well, we didn't know that. Well, you know, how, well, how come we didn't see this two years ago? So this is really powerful because you're on the inside as well. So you kind of see that. And then being on the outside where you're running your, you know, your real estate connections, you have so many different expertise that you're exposed to. So, you know, to me, I think it's such a powerful, not just the information and the knowledge, but being like exposed to that. And so a lot of these new entrepreneurs, new investors, I just want to reach out to them and letting them know that the, you can't overload on information. You actually, mm -hmm. you actually have to have a checklist. You have to have a, not structure right away because you are navigating through that. It's more of a checklist. Like what are the questions that you need to put together? You know, yeah. is it knowing you have a broker? Is it knowing you, you have to learn about cost segregation at some point? Is it having an attorney so you are protected in your entities? So, I think that's great, yeah. Right, yeah. the basic things, right? They're forgetting that. They think it's like, oh, well, I have, you know, 500,000 and I'm just gonna go in this syndication project. So sometimes having a checklist, you know, and I'm sure not everybody's gonna do that. I'm saying there are some of those cases that I've heard through my connections and I'm just like, I'm taken back because I'm like, we have to have a checklist. You know, and Absolutely. working from the inside, they think, well, you know what, I have, you know, I found this property and I have 25% down. Can we get the loan? And I'm going, well, have you checked this, this, and this? So that now the process is longer than they were thinking, oh, in 30 days we can close. And I'm going, it can take 45 days. It can take 60 days. Just depends on what if you don't have this and this. So my you know my purpose on this whole episode is really sharing the wisdom so i appreciate you touching on some of those you know uh, not just information but letting us know that this exists you know someone that's new this exists you can't think small because when you're thinking small you're missing the checklist you're missing ingredients in that structure that you're about to yeah. put together so whether you're about to syndicate or you know you're just getting in and and you've had experience in real estate on the sales side like myself, then it's time to kind of think outside that now and really understand that cost segregation, you know, you can get into commercial investing. It doesn't have to be just one property at a time. So I feel like, you know, the whole fix and flip, that's great for someone that can be hands-on, but yeah, for yeah. those that are passive, you know, what, what would be your piece of advice for passive investors, perhaps that they can include in that wisdom? Sure. Um, and I'll just reiterate some of the points you said here. The building a team is probably the most important part of 
real estate investing. So learning all this stuff is great. And then when you want to go and apply it, don't think that you can do it on your own because there's so many moving parts, having an attorney, having a tax advisor, having brokers, having mortgage lenders, having, uh, you know, so many different parts of the puzzle, people you can go to, to, to make that happen. Cause the last thing you want to do is find a deal and like, okay, now what do I do? I found a great deal. Like you're saying, I found a great deal. Like uh, now what do I do? Get the team set up first so that everything's in place. Then when you go to have, you have something you can, you can execute. Um, but for someone who's passive, you know, obviously it's a different story and anyone can be passive, you know, invest passively. And especially nowadays with, um, you know, with retirement yeah. accounts, I think it's something really, really important. If you have a retirement account, if you have a 401k, if you have an IRA, there are so many ways that you can self-direct that, that you can create a self-directed retirement account that you can actually take that money that's yours. You don't have to let Wall Street tell you what to do with your own money. That's money that really belongs to you. Um, they want you to keep it with them partially because they get fees on your yeah. money. So you, they may say you're getting a 4% return or whatever, but really after all their fees, you're getting a, you know, a 2% return. Um, and inflation is 3%. So you're actually losing money by keeping your money in the retirement accounts oftentimes, but self-directing, you can actually go and take that money um, and invest that with, without tax, um, without tax uh, liabilities on it because you're, you're not pulling it out of that account. You're just directing it into investment properties. And by doing that, you can actually be creating so much wealth through that and not being vol, you know, subject to the volatile stock market. Um, and that, and that is what we're all facing right now. Yeah. So real estate so, is a little bit less, you know, volatile in that sense, you know, you actually yeah, especially, have tangible. <laughs> exactly. Especially multifamily real estate because everyone needs a place to live and the government is always going to incentivize um, multifamily housing, especially affordable housing because People need a place to live. That's the most basic need, but besides for food, air, and water that everyone has. And, and so there's always going to be a need. And there, you know, currently, and there probably still will be in the future, there's always a, a lack of, um, of affordable housing, which means there's a, a demand, which right. means that it's going to be, you know, appreciating. And, and there's always room to invest in that asset class, which is probably, like I said, the, the best asset class that it, that's out there. So when you are investing passively, the most important thing that you can do is to educate yourself. Don't just think, oh, I saw this guy on YouTube. I'm going to go and throw $50,000 at him or $100,000 or more at it. Educate yourself first um, and do your what's called due diligence, right? Go and, and do, spend time studying these things so that you can make informed decisions and not just rely on you know, what you heard some guru or whatever. And especially if someone's going to say, uh, start charging you and say, you'll pay me $50,000 and I'll teach you how to invest in real estate. Thank goodness. I have, I have not heard. I, I can't even accept so that. Many, <laughs> so many horror stories. It's, it's so unfortunate it because. Like, I'm know, nodding it, my head going, yep. You're speaking my language. This is what I am seeing right now in anything, not just real estate. It's the most interesting thing. Of course, Amazon is huge. Like everyone's going to teach you how to become an Amazon millionaire overnight. You, you, know, you just have to pay me $10,000 first. Right. For coming to my class. <laughs> and it's not that this stuff can't be done, okay? And it's not that you, you, you know, it's impossible to become a millionaire by 
invent, you know, doing it right on Amazon. But you have to realize that there's, there are no shortcuts. Okay. It's, it takes the time. It takes the education. It takes the, the time spending in it. The more you put in, the more you, uh, you get out of it. I'm just hoping that you, uh, you stay around for so long because, you know, we talked about building a team. It's now like something that I'm even in the process of, you know, we're four people now amidst this crazy time. So that's one of the struggles I've had for 10 years because I don't know, Mm -hmm. I don't know if I don't like managing people. I just feel like I'm such an entrepreneur that I feel like everybody should just kind of be creative and feel, you know, feel free rather than just being this manager that's like, did you get this done? Like, let's have, you know, it's such a different yeah. structure. So I, I always kind of worked on that fear. Um, but I'm just saying, I hope that, you know, someone like you stays around long enough for those <laughs> to really, you know, put their teams together, whether they use your, your expertise or your, your firm's, you know, services, because yeah. I really believe that putting the right people in, you're right. It's like, that is the first step. It really is because without that, how are you really going to know everything as an investor mm-hmm, or absolutely. as a syndicator? So, and then you touched on, you know, when you go out there and you're seeing all of these ads and gurus, you know, due diligence can only go so far too. Like, that's why I was kind of laughing because I get due diligence all the time. People ask me, well, what have you done? And this and that. And I, I kind of just sure. say, you know what? You, you can, you know, see my actions, see what I've done as far as results. And if you don't feel, you know, comfortable enough, no problem. Just keep researching, you know, what knowledge you need to have for yourself. And then when you're ready to build your team, people like Yona, people like me, we could be part of that. You know, whether it's sort of outsourcing those tasks, mm-hmm. you know, or, or needs or working with a broker that perhaps you had chemistry with. Those are the elements that I think a new entrepreneur and a new investor, whether it's real estate or just really in their business, because real estate itself has a business. It's not just investing in it. So I think it's building that team, having the outsource uh, capabilities as well. You're not going to do everything on your own. Um, And I think, you know, being able to just not be afraid of thinking big, because I think when you think small, that's when you kind of miss all of the the important pieces as well, because you're just kind of like in your little box. So I would say for someone that's, you know, tuning in and they're, they're trying to, you know, dive in their first investment deal, whether it's commercial or whether, you know, they're just sort of, you know, swimming in, in this ocean and they feel like they're small fish. It's okay because there's steps, you know, there's going to be a process. It didn't take us to where we are. I know I didn't take one day to get here and I'm still moving. I'm still going. And there's a lot of problem solving that we have to face, uh, you know, as business owners, as investors, and now taking it to the next level and scaling up. So I think those are the real struggles, starting, growing, scaling up. So, you know, that's why I appreciate your real estate connections, because I think going in there, now you're exposed to so many different knowledge, so much wisdom, because it's not just about real estate, it's the wisdom. That's what I'm looking for, you know, and I'm going to be, you know, flat out, you know, truthful. I know you, you mentioned about bigger pockets and all of those. That's so, to me, that's so entry. It's great when you're just kind of trying to get your feet wet. But I think once you get into that process, you've got to dig deep. You really do. The wisdom is there, but you have to dig deep because without that, you're going to be lost. You're going to be stuck. And then that's when you're going to feel like you failed and you made so many. We don't want you to go through that because it's a psychological impact too. So we want to make sure you're building the wealth and your transformational experience is fulfilling. 
because you know you do have a life you're married you have a family all of those things so we're not telling you know you as a new investor to just jump right in and put your money but like you said there's so many things going on in wall street there's so many things going on so if you want to just passively invest there are other strategies to get into that and you know of course there's many more topics to come along but i wanted to just kind of you know talk about the wisdom you know like we don't have to be so technical i think it's the wisdom building the outsource team having those experts and being able to go to you know events virtual events like real estate connections and uh, and you know just let them let them know where to find that if in case they are on LinkedIn. Um, I I just started on LinkedIn after maybe a few years being off, and I can't even maintain how many new connections you know that I've entered. So it's a blessing at the same time, but I think it's the management of it. So you know um, I don't recommend that for somebody new like oh I need six hundred connections you know right away. Let's not think like that. It's not for immediacy. But I think let everybody know where they can find you if they are on LinkedIn and uh, join in, you know, this conversation and sharing wisdom and just really learning at this point, because we are in this pandemic of 2020. It's a lot of problem solving. And that really was the inspiration and motivation that I had to even kick off Launcher Wealth, because I felt like most of the people I was working with, they felt stuck. They didn't think that they had any other way. And so that really drove me to, to believe that we have to beat this so-called system. And it starts within, you know, the system that we were conditioned going to school and thinking, we can't do this. I don't, I don't know how to do this, or I don't have the money. There are strategies. There are ways. You have to look deep enough and be around the right people. So thank you so much, Yona. Let us know where they can find you because I look forward to your next event. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm so grateful we did this. So let them know where they can find you and Absolutely. bug you. <laughs> yeah, no, please uh, check. Like, like you said, check me out on LinkedIn. Very active there. Um, you can find our, our virtual meetup. We meet once a week. You can also find me uh, anywhere you listen to podcasts on at Weiss Advice. Oh, yes, it started. Yeah, podcast that uh, we're launching next week. So it should it's out there already. But once uh, we start kicking off, uh, you know, daily episodes or weekly episodes, it's going to be going to be rocking. So. I really appreciate you, Jonas, for, for having me and allowing me to, to share some of this wisdom. And, yes. you know, hopefully a lot of people got value out of this and, and yes. continue learning, continue your growth. I think so. And, um, if I can be of any assistance in that, uh, don't hesitate to reach out. Thank you so much. I look forward to the podcast, by the way, because I know you're going to be bringing in, you know, you're going to be bringing in all these expertise. I don't know how you do it. You know, what do you do outside this? <laughs> <laughs> what do you do? You know, That's like you're... You're literally bringing so much um, opportunities for people to learn. So I'm grateful for that. And I appreciate you coming on, officially kicking off Launch Your Wealth for Real mm -hmm. Estate, because that is now the new way of solving our money problems somehow. But I think more importantly, really the transformation, because I think a lot of people do need to shift and start learning more of wisdom than just information. Yeah. So I'm so glad. Thank you so much. That was a refreshing and insightful conversation with Yona Wise, cost segregation expert and real estate investor. In no particular order, I enjoyed it so much that we ended up just chatting and learned, such as the importance of tax strategies using cost segregation in commercial real estate and the importance of having professionals work with you or somehow build a team 
especially having a real estate accountant. And our take on real estate, it's a way to create and build that wealth. It is never too early or too late to get started. If you have any questions or you'd like to leave a review, please do so. I would love to hear from you. Until the next episode of The Real Estate Launch, thank you for tuning in.